The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hey, news flash for you, Sammy. You never will be, Oath. You don't belong here. Don't nobody in this group like you. I'm just the realest one to say it out loud. You's a fake ass oos. You know the difference between you and me is? I shed blood for every single one of my family members in here because it's my family. Now you, oh, will you do it? Will you? I'm asking you a question. Why, you? why are you yelling at me, huh? Why are you yelling at me? I'm trying to make peace. The tribal chief said he wants peace. Man, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief said. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome back to the SJP World Media Podcasting Network. This is Benny Mac, obviously. This is In The Corner. Hope you all had a great Halloween weekend. Obviously, uh, Halloween is actually Monday. It is the 30th today. And I want to give a quick shout. If you are listening live, well, not live, obviously, because I'm recorded. I'm in pod form. But uh, if you're listening to this show right now, and it is still the 30th of October, on the SJP World Media Network, later at 8pm, the Halloween special of Chain Wrestling is going to be live with Mags and Sai. So what I'm saying is, I don't mind. If you want to hit pause on this right now, and it's nearly 8 o'clock, go and check out Chain Wrestling right now. It is going to be 8 p.m., as I said, YouTube channel uh, or Facebook page, uh, Red Circle and all that kind of stuff, where it normally is. If you're following this network, you're very aware of Chain Wrestling anyway. Um, unfortunately, if it's now past the 30th, don't worry, you can listen to it in audio form or you can go back and watch it on the Facebook page, SJP World Media. Uh, so yeah, I'm done my, uh, I've done my, I've earned my, I've earned my pennies. I've uh, <laughs> uh, pointed out you need to go and watch, but you need to watch it. The Halloween shows they do are really good. I enjoy them. Um, and people are entering their costumes. Um, some of you may have seen on In The Corner, WWE, on Twitter, uh, I posted a picture of myself as uh, The Fiend, uh, went to a party. As it, Nobody knew who I was, obviously, apart from a few people. But... Um, it was cool, uh, although very sweaty in the mask, <laughs> unfortunately, but it was cool. But yeah, you can check out the costume either on at Twitter, um, on Twitter, sorry, at uh, w, in the corner, WWE. I'll get my own handle right one day. Um, and we're getting good followers over there as well. So I appreciate you following the show, enjoying the show. And uh, we had some good interaction this week. I put a question out, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, just want to let you know what's coming up on the show. Obviously, we're going to be talking some SmackDown, obviously. Uh, you heard at the top of the show, they're probably the best segment of the uh of the show in terms of promo, uh, Roman Reigns. I said, SmackDown, I said already on Monday that Raw uh, felt very flat this week. Um, and that's not taking anything away from the wrestling that happened on Raw, just the overall show felt flat. Whereas SmackDown, again, I said Roman's going to be there. It's going uh, to be a big deal. And then the bloodline stuff between Jay and Sami Zayn um, is moving along nicely. How this is going to pan out, I have no idea. And, I'm lov- and I don't want to know. I'm loving watching this. Uh, interaction obviously you heard the crowd but what you didn't hear in that open segment anybody hasn't seen it go and search, seek it out i'm sure it's there on youtube somewhere um but 
Sami Zayn even sticks up for Jey Uso after the fact that he's been talking down and says he doesn't like him. Um, but what's hilarious is that he's trying to calm Roman down by saying he's not too oozy lately, and the whole crowd popped. I thought it was funny. And Jay, Jimmy, Roman, even Paul Heyman, I think, broke. You can see Jay Uso tries to turn away from the camera, and uh, Roman pulls him back to the thing, and even to a point where Jay is covering his whole face with his hands. To sh- we all know he's laughing under there, but uh, it was a, it was a great segment. Um, but also at the, at the time being, it's kept that Sami Zayn, Jay, Jay Uso thing, maybe just long enough at bay. How much longer is this going to go on for? A lot of theories on this in terms of whether Sami's going to be the guy to dethrone Roman. Whether see it could go another way. There's been so much talk about Rock and Roman. So let's say Jay gets kicked out of the bloodline and Jay then feuds with the bloodline and says, you're not the head of the table and then brings back. Then we have The Rock. You know, that could be a good thing. Jay Uso has been really good. The whole bloodline, Solo Sokoa and everything with Sammy in there, Jimmy, Paul Hayman. It's a, it's a freaking, um, it's a great group. Obviously, we've got a lot of stables uh, making, uh, being made or coming together now. So you can see it. Um, Maybe gang war going on at some point. Gangs of WWE, maybe. I don't know. But um, it was a good uh, segment between... So there was a match beforehand. Um, Brawling Brutes, Butch took on, and uh, Rich Holland uh, defeated Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. That opened the show. Uh, it was about a 15-minute match, I think. Um, it was actually quite good. A uh, few uh, few good moments in there. Um, there was a bit where Zayn is playing possum and wants... Uh, Butch to do the moonsault, but Jay misreads this or on purposely pulls uh, Sammy out of the ring. Says, "Oh, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you." And then it get, comes into a feud with that. Then it ends up being um, basically a roll up, and Sammy Zayn takes the loss. And then they're arguing, arguing amongst themselves. Brawling brutes uh, get a win. They leave. They're arguing. Then Roman Reigns music hits, and the whole, the whole I love it. It's great because the whole atmosphere changes when that comes in. So. It was really good. Um, and then, obviously, the segment I just spoke about, probably the segment of the night, to be totally honest with you. Um, and Again, I, I'm not going to say it was... I, I mean, it's definitely better than this week's Raw, 100%, this show. There are a few... Um, I mean, we had a return as well. Uh, Emma has made her return to WWE. Um, she op- she uh, accepted um, Ronda Rousey's uh, uh, open challenge. Um, Emma lost via submission, as you'd imagine. Um not a great match, to be honest with you. And it was a shame because I like Emma. I liked her back in the day, especially when she changed her attitude in NXT, uh, the sunglasses and everything, um, which she's kind of brought back in this time. But I don't know whether it was like the match at, um, uh, what we have, Extreme Rules between Liv and uh, Ronda. There were just moments where, I don't want to say botches, but they were basically... Um, you could almost see they were waiting for each other to react or something. It's hard to explain, I suppose, but um, there's a bit where I think Emma's going to go for a clothesline and sort of does a double because Ronda isn't ready or vice versa. I don't know, but it just didn't quite go um, quite well. But I'm, I like the fact that Emma's back. She was actually released in 2017, so it's great to see her back. Um, and I'm actually looking forward. Okay, yes, she went against a champion and she lost... Um, but it means she has to build herself up, which she's going to have to do anyway, coming back to WWE. It looks like she's going to be on SmackDown. Um, this obviously leads into what I spoke to about the other day, the fact that these shows actually need to be made um, separate, don't they? Because we are seeing people 
jumping across to come in confront people and stuff and i thought the whole point of a brand extension was to have two separate shows a bit harder to do when your tag team champions i guess are unified and the heavyweight championships is unified i've already spoke about this before in previous episodes so we'll bore you with it too much but I feel like it needs to be like I was thinking the other day. Maybe it would be cool to have you know I know it's just it's an old thing, but having somebody to be an authority figure, a GM on both show to say like you know if I find you over SmackDown, you're going to be fined or something like that, just to reinforce this brand extension thing that they seem to still do because they're saying that you're going to be on SmackDown. Yet we've seen people on Raw and vice versa. So yeah, a bit um. A bit of frustration, a bit of frustration, really. What led after this, though, which is quite interesting for me, the match wasn't great between Emma and uh, uh, Ronda, unfortunately. Um, as much as happy as I am to see Emma back, as I've already said. Um, but uh, Shayna Baszler starts talking to uh, Ronda after the match backstage. Uh, those two obviously got history. They're talking. And then Natalia said, you're lucky, uh, approaches and says, you're lucky, Ronda. If I'd have accepted your challenge, I would have been the new uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. Without even a, a hesitation, Shayna Baszler chokes out Natalia, and then Ronda and Shayna Baszler walk away together. And I'm like, do you know what? This could be good because Ronda is definitely taking on the persona of heel. Um, and actually, I think that's a good move. I can see where this open. I, I feel I can see where this open challenge is going. Obviously, on the horizon, depending on which show she returns to. Um, Charlotte Flair is obviously waiting in the wings. She'll be back at some point. I don't know when, but. You can see these open challenges, and maybe Charlotte comes back and cha- answers the open challenge and becomes champion, and that brings us back to obviously Ronda and Charlotte. But I I don't know what it is about I don't know whether it's Ronda doesn't mesh with other people because uh, people she's had great matches to be fair, so I don't want to sit here and say she hasn't because she has, and obviously she's a, you know women's champion UFC women's champion everything. Um, something just didn't click between Emma. And Shayna, and same with Liv and uh, Ronda, really. So I don't know whether that's it's because of Ronda or whether it's those particular opponents didn't mesh with her. I don't know. Um, hopefully the matches will get better. Um, you know, and hopefully we can see Emma do some good stuff as well. Uh, but the uh, Shayna um, Ronda Rousey team could be quite interesting going forward, and I'm actually quite interested in where that's going to go. So hopefully it will be good. Um, uh, Ligado del Fantasma uh, uh, came back. Obviously, uh, they have got now got um, uh, what's her name, Selena Vega, with them, um, and then Hit Row, uh, Top Dollar, and uh, Adonis. Uh, they're going to have a six-man tag team match. You don't know who the uh, their uh, tag team partner is going to be, uh, but they managed to get all of Shinsuke Nakamura, which was great to see him back, and because uh, he he hasn't done a lot lately, I don't think. Um, and then Hit Row and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, won the six-man match. It was actually a good match, to be honest. There was a moment where they're doing the, um, uh, like the walk on the ropes and the, uh, I can't remember which, who it was now. Um, was it Del Toro? I can't remember who it was, but they, he's pulling a taunt and getting the crowd rolled up, which is good, but like, he hasn't got the arm twisted. It just looks like he's just, the other guys just stood there waiting to be jumped on and it's like, you could have easily pulled him down, ran into the ropes, anything in that moment. Um, I mean, that's my only gripe, really. It's not the biggest gripe in the world, but it was just like, come on. Uh, actually a really good six-month tag. I'm, not, I'm still not a fan of Hit Row at the moment. I'm, I'm, them teaming with Shinsuke has made me like him a bit more, <laughs> but I think that's more to do with Shinsuke Nakamura rather than Hit Row, to be totally honest with you. Um, 
Um, and then uh, we've got Gunther attacking uh, Rey Mysterio uh, backstage, top of the chest. So that's going to be next week on SmackDown. The Intercontinental Championship is going to be defended. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Gunther. Um, going to be an interesting match. I don't know whether we're going to see maybe Judgment Day make an appearance, maybe music played or something. I don't know. Um, I feel Gunther's reign is not quite complete yet as Intercontinental Champion. And as much as I love Rey Mysterio, uh, it would be cool to see him win it. Don't get me wrong. Back on SmackDown and stuff. It's almost like a blast from the past, from back in the day, during the uh, back in the 03s and stuff. So, uh, really good. Um, LA Knight's making an appearance. We're getting, so we're getting more... So people who aren't necessarily on the show in terms of matches, we're still seeing them backstage and stuff, which, so it's keeping them relevant. Um, LA Knight proclaimed himself God's gift to SmackDown, which um, uh, Ricochet didn't take too kindly for and tried to give LA Knight some advice, but LA Knight just said, I'm the God's gift to SmackDown and walked away. Um, so we might see... Uh, I'm assuming we're going to see LA Knight versus Ricochet next week on SmackDown. Um, get him up and running. Um, uh, Braun Strowman cut a promo about um, hyping up his match between Omas at Crown Jewel. I'm not a fan of this match, uh, as I've already said. I feel it's too soon. I've already said this. We'll probably get into this a lot more on Wednesday um, when we do the uh, Crown Jewel predictions and stuff like that. But um, Crown Jewel isn't one of those pay-per-views for me where I'm really excited. There are a few matches on there I quite like the look of, but generally, like the Omas and Braun Strowman one, I feel it's way too soon. Um, I'd like to have seen these two being built up on their respective shows and maybe a, a collision at Rumble, like I've already said. So, Or even teaming up it would be quite interesting because Omas is a lot bigger than Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman by no means is short. In the, so, you know, he's got the speed there, definitely. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to more of that on Wednesday's show. Um, before I go on any further, I just want to point out, if you are not following at In The Corner, Follow us on Twitter at In The Corner WWE. We do have a Facebook page as well, but also follow the network at SJP World Media on Twitter. Search out on Facebook as well. But why I'm saying this is because we've now got a schedule up of when all the shows are going to be, um, are going to be, uh, you know, when they're available and when they're some are live and some are recorded like this one. So, um, when I will see at some point, we'd like to get all our shows to be live, I guess. But uh, you know, just time and <laughs> having time to do that sometimes is uh, pain. Everybody wants to do stuff, so. Um, um, so many shows. The the uh, rotor. I say the rotor. It is basically a rotor. The show schedule. Sorry, is up on uh, at SGP World Media on Twitter, and it's also on the uh, in the corner WWE uh, Twitter page as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we go any further. A um, couple more things. Where have we got so Killian Cross made his uh, return after the car accident stuff happened last week on SmackDown. Obviously, I didn't actually get a chance to. Review that show. I was not well myself, but he's come back. Um, he beat Madcap Moss, which I didn't expect him otherwise. Um, after that, he um, uh, choked out Moss while calling McIntyre a coward and a hypocrite. This match I'm actually looking forward to. It's going to be a cage match between Drew McIntyre and uh, Cross at Crown Jewel. Um, and I also read, and the reason I mention this cage now is because I read a thing the other day that apparently Triple H wants Hell in the Cell matches to be those matches and cage matches, I assume, like the old school, and to be, um, to settle rivalries, Hell in a Cell matches. So the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, hopefully that might not be a thing anymore. I don't know. I don't know this for a fact. That's just a pure guess on my part. Because theme pay-per-views are one thing, but have, knowing when Hell in a Cell is going to happen, you just feel like you are purposely... Um, setting up a few... Do you know what I mean? It feels too more deliberate, which is... I know it is, but 
it's wrestling, but like you, you want it, you want it to feel organic and like uh, genuine, don't you? You don't want to be like just, oh yeah, Helena Sauer's coming up. Oh, I guess so and so and so and so is going to be in it. Um, I would actually like to not see a Helena Sauer match now for like maybe twelve months, eighteen months, maybe. Just get it away from. The, I'm not saying because they can be really good Helena Sauer matches, um, but take it away from us for a while and then bring it back uh, for a few that's you know, deserving of having it, I guess. Um, so, yeah. But Killian Cross versus Dream Axel, I'm looking forward to. That should be quite good. Um, uh, another thing, we are finally going to see next week on SmackDown, Liv Morgan is actually going to be taking on Sonny Deville in an actual match. Sonny Deville continuing to talk trash about Liv Morgan um, and then leading to a basically Liv Morgan attacks her again. Liv Morgan a lot more aggressive since uh, Extreme Rules. And apparently they're having a, uh, I think it's like a Extreme Rules Matt Halloween or something like that. I don't know. Um, but that's going to be happening on SmackDown next week, which is going to be quite interesting to see how that match goes between Sonya and Liv. Because obviously I'm not, I'm trying to figure out why the last couple of matches I've seen with Ronda in have not hit well. And now whether that's Liv's or both's fault or whether it's, I don't know. It's hard to, you, you, you let me know in the corner of WWE on Twitter. It'd be interesting to know. Um, but overall, like the show in general was a lot better than Raw. Um, I had a lot more things I was interested in. Um, the show, again, ended with Bray Wyatt. Um, uh, Bray Wyatt promised the uh, best version of himself before his terrifying alter ego uncle Howdy accused him of being a fraud. Now, some eagle-eyed spotters on the internet, on the interweb, have discovered... Um, that while this uh, character was talking, you've also got one tear in one eye and not crying the other side. Also, they picked up on an earring on the uh, character's left ear, which is an almost probably the exact one of what Bo Dallas wore at one stage while being on, uh, I believe, Raw when he was in the main roster. Um, it may have been when he was in with the uh, Social Outcast or whatever it was. Um, so... Somebody's saying it's his Bray Wyatt's alter ego, but actually, or is it Bo Dallas? I don't know um, where this is going to lead. I assume this is going to come to a head in terms of Bray Wyatt, because at the moment we're only seeing uh, vignettes and video packages and him cutting these promos as himself, in air quotes. So who this Uncle Howdy is, I have no idea. Is it Bray? It could very well be. Um, but again, like I said, a lot of fans are uh, maybe thinking that it's possibly, um, possibly uh, Bo Dallas, which would be which is quite interesting, to be honest. Um, it would be quite interesting to see if that is. Um, um, oh, I didn't mention the New Day versus Maximum Male models either. That was quite an average match, to be honest. Um, uh, New Day cut a promo as they were entering the ring, something they recorded earlier in the day, and talking about that we are still the longest reigning tag team champions, and they're going to remind the Usos that we're still the longest reigning. Um, the Usos are defending the tag team titles at Crown Jewel, I believe, against uh, the... Um, oh, uh, what are they called again? I've forgotten. That's bad, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh, blimey now, they had a match earlier in the night. Freaking out. Uh, Pete Dunn and Skinco. <laughs> I always forget the name. Ridge and Butch, sorry. Uh, the Brawling Brutes. I can't believe I forgot their name. It's because I'm looking at the next topic. That's why. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, um, so they're defending the tag team titles at uh, Crown Jewel. Again, we'll get more into that later on. I'm wondering if the New Day, and there's going to be like a, 
a show where the Usos need one more day to beat the New Day. Um, and the New Day maybe earn a title match, and then it's like, can they keep hold of the titles? To be fair, Usos and New Day have put on some fantastic tag team matches um, over the years, especially this year. Had some excellent matches. Uh, I think the Money in the Bank one, I think it was Money in the Bank, it was really good. Um, SummerSlam didn't quite hit the mark, but it was really good. Um, so we'll see who and how that plays out. Um, uh, when Sheamus is coming back, I don't know. He's out injured in the, at the moment, but he also, um, what I, he's got recently got married, so congrats to them. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting week next week for Raw and SmackDown, because obviously it's the go home before uh, Crown Jewel. Very interesting, and that's about it, really, for SmackDown. It was, uh, like I said, a lot better show, to be honest, than what Raw was. Um, I did put a... So norm- we don't normally dive into the other side. Uh, we don't normally go to uh, AEW or anything like that, and I'm not really going to go into it too much. Um, but I put a question out on Twitter, at in the corner WWE on Twitter, and uh, how do you feel about CM Punk returning to either AEW or WWE? And we actually had quite a lot of interaction with this, Um and most people are, some are in favor and some are, I would say it's about 50-50. Uh, although um, some people are saying, um, oh, where is it? I've lost it. Sorry. There we go. Uh, uh, so somebody put, yeah, it's been eight years since WWE fired CM Punk on his wedding day and that hurt CM Punk's feelings. Yeah. CM Punk's last match in WWE was at Raw Rumble 2014, but that's up to Punk, Triple H. As a matter of fact, why not CM Punk come to WWE and watch to see how you feel? Could be rather interesting if he does. Uh, somebody suggested maybe he should join Impact Wrestling. Uh, they need a megasaw. Um, uh, somebody else saying that um, uh, Speedy the Fox underscore seventeen on Twitter. I'll be honest. I'm not saying that he wouldn't or shouldn't or couldn't. I think unless Impact gets off Access TV, then no. Uh, I would either go to New Japan or somewhere else. Hal, if somebody takes him back, that would be a story that nobody's prepared. To see, uh, yeah, because nobody probably see it. Nobody, it's, uh, it's, things have ha- things have happened before in WWE where people have gone back and you would never thought they would. You know, I did read an article apparently that WWE have not reached out to CM Punk. Now, um, one, if they have, why would you announce it? Because if he's still contracted at AEW, wouldn't that be a breach of contract in some way? So he might not be allowed to. So. And I mean, I'm not overly fully aware of what's happened at uh, AEW. I know there was some stuff at a, a press conference and stuff happened backstage, but I don't really know. Obviously, none of us really know. Well, maybe some of us do. I don't know. Uh, I know it's not all... Um, the shine is maybe off AEW to a degree. I don't know. Um, I'd like AEW to do well. I've said it many times because it means it's good for everybody in terms of wrestling. You've got a bit of, a, bit of everything for everybody then, haven't you? So... Um... um they're also saying uh, UK Wasim uh, Purviz. I think that's how you say it. Um, it says, I just don't think he would add any, add any value today. Um, and, and, and also replying to that comment, at Griffin Knoll on Twitter, put WWE roster has never been weak, uh, weaker. Punk would add a lot. There is something to be said about seeing Punk coming to the back to WWE. Fans would love it. Um, I just don't know if the... Attitude he had before back in 2014, uh, 2013, 2011 forward, which inspired this revolution at the time. Obviously, he made the cover of WWE 13 because of it and everything as well. Um, I think there's some value of CM Punk being in any wrestling company. I just, whatever was going on in AEW, he needs to 
maybe curb his ego. I don't know. Or whether it's the uh, the VPs over there at AEW need to curb their ego or they need to work together. You, you're supposed to be a team, aren't you, going forward? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, when, it, when it was talking, when uh, CM Punk came back to WWE in a sense of, he didn't go back to WWE, he was on Fox on like that talk show they did briefly over there. Um, that was cool, and I thought maybe this could be a chance to mend fences. Um, I don't know whether CM Punk's necessarily... He's got a problem with Vince, by the sounds of it, and Triple H. Um, but I do feel like there is there is, there is a place for Punk in WWE, but what? whether it's in ring or whether it's... Uh, I mean, he's good on commentary. He can talk. I just don't know whether he... Whether he's forgiven WWE for the, all this, you know, WWE say sending those papers on his wedding day was a mistake. Uh, it was an accident. They didn't know. I don't know whether that's true. Um, but uh, <laughs> who actually sent the papers? Somebody could have been told in the office to send the papers. They sent it, and they had no idea. Maybe Vince did. Maybe Triple H did. But somebody in the office who actually sent the letter more than likely would not have known CM Punk was necessarily getting married on what particular day if they weren't invited. So you know, uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting topic, to be fair, whether CM Punk should come back to WWE or even AEW. Um, I don't. I need to get some AEW fans' point of view on this because I don't watch AEW. Um, I really, I keep an eye on it, but I don't watch it fully. This is obviously a WWE podcast, so there we go. Um, and for those, for some reason, who haven't seen it before we go, Wednesday's going forward, and it starts on the 2nd, so this next uh, episode of In the Corner will feature a new co-host, um, uh, Dustin Tyler 86 on Twitter. He's going to be joining me. There's a cool video, promo video on the Twitter page. If you want to go and check that out at In the Corner WWE on Twitter, give us a follow if you would like. Follow the SJP World Media Network on Twitter as well as at SJP World Media. But yeah, Tyler's going to be joining me every Wednesday. And it's quite a big show to start with because we're going to be talking Crown Jewel. And uh, we're going to hear the wor- wise words of Tyler on Wednesdays uh, going forward on In the Corner. Um, that's the plan. Obviously, he may not be on every Wednesday, but so you know, vacations, holidays, and stuff. But generally, going forward, Wednesdays is going to be me and Tyler on in the corner, and I'm very excited to welcome him to the show permanently uh, uh, for the Wednesday show. And you know, we get to talk some wrestling, and he could maybe provide some AEW perspective as well. So it'd be good. Let me know what you think about CM Punk, AEW, WWE. And thank you very much for listening to the show. We very appreciate it here at SJP World Media. And we'll see you all again Wednesday. And don't forget, Chain Wrestling tonight, 8 p.m., people.